What's going on, everybody? This is Jared. Andrew. And welcome back to Christian Insight. Now, um, last week, we talked about the Pope. We talked about some other controversial topics. We talked about hell. We, well, we kind of talked about everything um, that in, is involved with controversial topics. Uh, do you want to give us a little brief recap on that, Andrew? Covered like the Pope and how everybody, I mean, almost basically everybody hates him. And he said some controversial stuff about purgatory, uh, about divorce and homosexual. And uh, pretty much sums it up. He's kind of changing the Catholic Church. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but we're not going to get into that because we already talked about it. Um, so, again, be for uh, starting off, thanks for the support. We didn't get as many views as the first post, but we're, I'm sure the first post was, an, like, of course, like an intro. So now I'm sure it's going to level out and be a little more of a stable thing rather than getting... We got 68 views the first post, and now we have 22 but I'm sure it'll stabilize out and be at, an, be at a level viewing. I just hit my mic. Um, do you want to introduce the topic we're talking about since you came up with it? The topic we chose, it's kind of a, it's kind of like a three-parter, but it's all, it all kind of goes on to, or under our church people hypocrites. And uh, the reason we chose it is we believe it's a pretty relevant topic because I mean, many people view the church in a negative way, especially believing that pretty much all church people are hypocrites. And we've had experiences, I know you have and I have, with people that just flat out tell us to our face that it's, uh, that it's and we just think that it's a pretty relevant topic. And three-parter, it might take a little bit long, longer than usual, but, <clears throat> but into it. that's all right. Like usual, we have a pretty long podcast anyway. We go through, I think the Christian people, true Christians, um, go through this thing where you, you become saved, or maybe not, maybe not all Christians, but in my own personal experience and the experiences that I've seen, you, you become saved by Christ, then you kind of fall off from it a little bit, then you get back into it, so much so that you you realize you have to uh, change some things about your life. And I think, for instance, like now, I've had people, you know, say, hey, even now, like today, got invited to a party. Uh, a couple days ago, my buddy called me and said, hey, do you, you know, we're going to go to the river. It's uh, my girlfriend's birthday. And, well, y'all don't know who he is, but that's going to be, a lot of drinking. Not that I don't love him to death, because I do, but I don't want to surround myself with that. And a lot of people yeah, take that the wrong way, as in like, well, I'm better than you. I'm not going to. Or I'm judging you. That. Or I'm yeah, I'm judging you. You're doing that sin, and I'm not going to do that. Which that's not the case. I just don't want to put myself in that situation because I'm susceptible to doing that again. So, I think just through that, and that's just one instance. Through stepping back and saying I don't want to be around that. I still love you, but I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't want that part of my life anymore. I'm letting that go. I'm trying to change to the way God wants me to be. And I think a lot of people take that as us coming off as, "Well, I'm better than you," just like we just stated. So, what do you think about well, that? 
yeah, I definitely think that people can really misconceive what like who is trying to make yourself better because obviously that lifestyle is not what God wants. I mean, it's not even beneficial for anybody, whether you're a right. Christian or not. And it, it always comes off wrong if you say, no, I don't really want to surround myself. Oh, well, you think you're better than us. I just don't want to surround myself with that because I have just as much tendency tendencies to do that as right. the other guy. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> in another instance that I've been through when I was first quote unquote changing for Christ, and even then I was trying to, but then I just fell right back into the sin. Um, I had a couple guys that from Coleman that. Um, came to see me and to hang out and you know I don't remember what we're doing I think we're going to see a football game or something and um, they had brought beer and I was like and I wasn't even saying like I don't want you around me with that I was just saying hey I don't think they're going to let you in with that beer and they automatically took it as I don't want to be around them because it's going to ruin my image because they eat quote I'll I'll quote exactly what they said they said we're not going to ruin your image man don't worry about it we know you're too good. And I said, what? <laughs> and th- even then, it just thought, it just hit me in the face like, you're changing. People are going to notice that, and they're not going to like it. So they're going to view you as somebody that they think they think you're better than them in, in that way. And, and that's not the case. How people view the church too i mean it's it's even it's even on a bigger scale than individually people view the the church as people that uh that are big-headed or proud which i mean don't get me wrong some people are mm-hmm. I believe that we're all hypocrites and that everybody is just it, like why do i want to be like them if they're exactly like i am kind right. of kind of deal and they they view that's how outsiders kind of view the church right it's created like a cloud almost and it, it tries to separate the church from the outsiders and it tries they try to put a gap in between themselves and the church because of how they view the church negatively and it's all false pretenses some of them are there are some validity to their arguments but i mean that's outsiders un people that aren't christians view christians and therefore the church hurt the church yeah um before we recorded you had talked about some questions um i'm just gonna i'm gonna ask the first one are people that go to church hypocrites are quote unquote true christians hypocritical well the answer is yes i mean in i actually wrote this down it's in isaiah 917. Oh, I gotta find it real quick. I should have had the page on. Um, and the verse says, Therefore the Lord shall have no joy in their young men, neither shall have mercy on their fatherless and widows, for everyone is a hypocrite and an evildoer. Everyone. And because, you know, it is sinful, and we, we can't, there is no way for us to be, um, sinless we can sin less and less but we can't get rid of that sin 100 percent. there's no way so to the answer yeah to not, me, not yet yeah not yet anyway uh are people that go to church on a regular basis that worship the bible that live for god and do their to their best ability uh pursue their will for christ hypocrites yes 
What do you think about that? Agree. I would say to some degree, everybody, I mean, whether you're a Christian or not, is a hypocrite because you're going to do something that you don't like you, you preach against. Expecting somebody to be perfect and putting them on like a higher pedestal than others is wrong. I mean, I countless, countless times and I don't want to sin, but I do it. And I tell people uh, and sin while I'm going to go, I'm going to, I do it. I mean, cause that's my sin nature. So to some degree where church people are hypocrites, I would say there is like outsiders looking in, they have that on their side. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, but you have to look at the model of the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, how is the church set up? Leading sinners. The pastor is leading a group of sinners. Mm-hmm. And at, why do you, how do you expect them to be perfect? You know? Right, yeah. That's, that's wrong, like, pretenses to think that we're perfect. Right. Not perfect. Oh, we're automatically hypocrites. I mean... Yeah, kind of, but you got to think that we're people just as you are, right, or yeah. just as the outsiders are. Christians are people, right? And there's never, and I, of course, in any situation, there's a group of people that do it the correct way, and a group of people that do it the wrong way. So, in this group of people, which would be true Christians, um, even them, or even those people which I consider you and I to be, or any any true Christian knows if they're a true Christian or not. That's not what I'm trying to get at. What I'm saying is, for those, for those people who are saying Christians are hypocrites, they have to look back on themselves and realize that they are hypocrites as well. As well, even yeah. More, even more, not more so, but they have to realize that. Because you can't just go around saying, hey, you're a hypocrite. Because that's hypocritical in itself. Like, for uh, if I'm calling you a hypocrite, Andrew, you're just going to turn that around and say, well, you're a hypocrite for this. Like, there's all these points that makes everybody, not just people that go to church, or not just people outside of the church, but there's points that make everybody a, a hypocrite. And to some degree, yeah. Yeah, it, because like you said, it's, it's the nature of sin. Everybody is sinful by nature, so... There's no way of escaping that. Escaping, escaping, whatever. <clears throat> I definitely agree. I mean, look at the example in the, the Corinthian church. I mean, first and second Corinthians, like the church is all kinds of messed up. Mm-hmm. They even got the Lord's Supper wrong. And <laughs> yeah, it, it's still, they've, I'm sure, I, I'm a little bit, which I don't like to do. I just said that earlier. Uh, when we were talking before, but I'm speculating that this church still reached people for Christ. Right. And that came from the books to the Corinthians themselves. So, I mean, you at least gain the books and the knowledge from first and second Corinthians, but the Corinthian church is corrupt beyond corrupt. Mm-hmm. Like everybody in that church is definitely a hypocrite and definitely right. big headed. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things wrong with it, but it was still, Somehow they were still reaching, and then they eventually would reach, and then we get these books out of them too. Right. And example of a church that the Bible gives us, right? And 
to me, for people looking in, if you're listening and you're not necessarily one of those people, but somebody that miss, I'll, I'll call it a misunderstanding situation because you're misunderstanding the point of why we go to church and we why we do what we do. And we don't, we don't worship Christ. We don't change ourselves. We don't try to sin less. We don't try to cut out sin in general to be better than somebody. That's not. We don't. We don't live to please man. We don't live to serve man for one, and for two. We're not doing it for you. We're not doing it for to make you happy or 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 to come off as like, well, I'm so much better because I've done this, this, and this. That's not the case. We're doing it because it's the way we have well for me personally I've I've been convicted and I'm going to bring in lust because that's one of the biggest things I deal with I'm trying to change myself from that and from cussing and from drinking and from all of this stuff not to sep- not just to separate myself from the person who's causing it or the source or whatever the case may be but I'm doing it because it's God dealing in my heart saying you need to step away from that. You know, I've called you to do this. You need to take those steps to reach that. Not you need to take those steps to be better than him or her. To be better for yourself. So you can relate to people and tell them how you had to get out of it. <clears throat> yeah. I definitely agree. Like, we don't we do not do what we do to be proud about it. Right. Say, oh, you're better than me because you're you do all this church stuff and you never do say anything wrong i mean that's kind of your opinion right but you would want to strive to be better i mean and that's what every christian should be doing i mean but if we do it in a prideful way then it's it's wrong exactly we will definitely come across as wrong but if if somebody if somebody is genuine and not being proud Mm -hmm. about their about their uh good works so to speak then you're you're probably going to come across as a goody two-shoes right at, in term and but then i mean that, that's fine but they have to understand that that's not what we're trying to do at all that's not the goal we're trying to accomplish right and feel better than everybody yeah because i mean even if that was the case what kind of sense of accomplishment is that going to give somebody oh i'm better than him like to me personally that's there's no accomplishment in that to be better than somebody that just makes that makes you proud that makes you cocky that makes all of these negative things just for the saying and the feeling of I'm better than you that that's not doing anything so or actually I'm going to take it to a different level cuz I see this a lot and it really upsets me I see when people post on social media of a bible or of their a bible and then right next to it there's their notes or mainly those two things it irritates the crap out of me not because i mean they're they're good to, to be reading it's good to read it's good to be knowledgeable in this but if you're doing it just to post a picture of you doing it that says a lot about yourself <laughs> if you're one of those that exactly. do that, stop doing it. I mean, you don't have to listen to me, but from personal uh, perspective, do, 
why are you doing that? Reading and learning this and taking notes is for you and God, not for you and your 200 to 400 followers. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's it's a sin to be posting a picture of your of your uh, Bible study or whatever. Right. But, I mean, if you're doing it for the wrong intent so that people see you and like, oh, she reads the Bible, she must be a good person. Yeah. It's this, and he must be better than me. That, yeah. That's If they're wanting that type of publicity, then it's definitely for the wrong reasons. I agree with that. Right. Um, actually, that's kind of off of the topic, but that just came up in my mind. Uh, what I was going was. to say before that <clears throat> was... I think people, like these huge pastors that have these multi-million dollar churches, like for instance, and that are not preaching, I mean they're preaching from the Bible, but they're not preaching the word of God, right? Right. Like, for instance, Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen, dude, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, like him, he, to me, I don't like to judge anybody, I don't like to talk bad about anybody, even though I do anyway. Let me just tell you, I don't listen to that guy. I really don't like the guy's messages. I've never read the guy's books. Of course, I really don't read books anyway, unless it's the Bible or the Left Behind series. But when he does something wrong, it annoys me that people that don't believe in God um, and people that don't you know, worship Jesus and read the Word, when he does something wrong... Why does that have to have a negative effect on every Christian ever? Why? I don't get it. I mean, I do get it. But that it kind of throws me off because it's like half the... I can guarantee probably a good 85% of true Christians or Christians in general do not like that guy. They just want to go and hear a message on how to, you know, be happy, do what you want, do whatever makes you happy. And that, you can do that. Just know that you're not getting a message from Christ. You know, know that you're not getting something from the Bible um, to an extent. But when he does something wrong, like when the floods or, or the hurricanes in, uh, where was it at? I don't remember exactly. But he closed his doors. Alveston. Yeah, he closed his doors to his church. And he wouldn't let anybody in. Well, a lot of people were mad about that. And a lot of people that aren't Christians view that as like, well, he's a hypocrite for not even helping Christians. So all Christians are bad. Like, that's not the case. That's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works at all. I mean, we even said that kind of a little bit in our last podcast, is that the, like the Westboro Baptists give every Baptist a bad yeah, rap. But, I mean, you can't classify every Baptist because of the Westboro Baptist, just like you can't classify every Christian because of Joel Osteen and his Mega Million Church. Yeah. It, terrible man. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to come and come out and say that he does, then he's not going to heaven. But he's definitely doing some wrong things, and people are getting a bad rap of Christians in general just because of he's one of the dominant figures in the, like, a quote-unquote Christian community. Right. And him not opening the doors, I mean, for the Houston and Galveston flooding uh, during Hurricane Harvey was huge. Like, it got so much publicity because he denied even Christians a place to, to stay while their houses was, were getting totaled. Right. And gave Christians a bad rap because he was being a hypocrite himself. Right. Yep, yep, yep. And 
Um, I just, I, when people say like, or even people I've met that know I am a Christian, that I don't remember when it was. It was actually, no, it was like a couple months ago, and uh, I was talking to somebody, and they were like, "Oh, you read? Do you read a Joel a Joel Olstein book or something, or do you listen to his sermons?" And I said, "No, I don't listen to them. <laughs> I never have. Well, I've listened to like maybe half of one and decided to get out of it, but." It's just like you said. He's the one of the biggest preachers in the Christian faith. That number one is leading a lot of people astray, and number two makes everybody else view all Christians as a whole as hypocrites. Yeah, and of course we are, but not in the way he's doing it. Yeah, he's precisely being hypocritical, almost like yeah, seemingly unintentional. I mean, kind of intentional because like we still choose to sin. But we're not deliberately being hypocritical, especially out in the public eye. I mean, this is, <laughs> we could make a whole, we may make a whole other topic and podcast on, on Joel Olstein, yeah. but he is deliberately being hypocritical. And I mean, the definition of hypocrisy is basically not practicing what you preach, mm-hmm. exactly what he's doing. I mean, he's preaching love and kindness, but he's not opening the doors to, uh, from the flood and need a place to stay. I mean, it, it's just... It's crazy. It's everybody a bad rap. And I was like, why would you do that? You know what you're doing to every Christian ever? And... But I mean, of course, the Bible tells us that people and preachers like this are going to come about, but then when they actually... When you see them in action, you're just like, how can you do that? How can you willingly close doors and say, nope, nobody's coming in, and and allow everybody to view him as, I mean, he already knows that people view him as bad and wrong and uh, a quote-unquote false prophet or whatever you want to call him. People already view him like that, and he knows it. But then just to add on to it and view and make people that don't even believe view him as an evil guy, like, dude, you are just setting yourself up for failure. But he's not he's not the central topic here. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get in on that <laughs> oh, guy. Yeah, it, it definitely ties in, though. I mean, the Bible yeah. calls it wolves in sheep's clothing and that they will get into the church. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is now a pastor or got into the pastor role just kind of blows my mind. But, yeah. I mean, he kind of is the example as a church hypocrite. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and ask this. What can we do to fix outsiders' mindsets that the church is just full of hypocrites? See, I thought of that question when you had asked me the first time. And the first thing it made me think of, or or how to do it, and of course there's probably, you probably have a hundred other ways to do it. But to me, the person that is calling them or calling us hypocrites because we go to church um in the way that we not necessarily fix them but the way that we could change their view on it would have to be to bring them into the church so they could see for themselves and they i mean a lot of them 
that would say, yeah, let's go right now. They would have a biased opinion on it because they already have it in their head that the church is hypocritical. So I feel like if they were to go in there and listen to a sermon or even go to like a, a, like a little revival or anything really, they would already have this opinion in the back of their head saying, well, all of this is lies, all of this is lies, da 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 da, da. Where a, a genuine person who is saying, like, I feel like that's hypocritical or going to church and doing what you're doing is hypocritical, they would almost have to be, op they would have to be open-minded and willing to actually learn about it and learn what we do and why we do it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, one of the, the simple ways that I thought of to live as Jesus outside of the church as well. I mean, that's it's kind of a simple fix, but it's not easy. I mean, uh, to to act like a Christian and like Jesus outside of church so that they see Jesus through you, probably the easiest way to fix their mindset on what the church as a whole is like, because they're like, oh, if this guy is a genuine person and he's a, he's a good guy and he does the right things and he's not proud or a big-headed person, I wonder what him would be like in the church setting. And that's like the simplest fix I have. But, I mean, it really has to it, – it all, all kind of falls on the – the individual outside of the church in their mindset, like they, they're going to have to change their perceptions of the church before they can, before they can even isn't just full of hypocrites or come into the church and not look at it uh, biasly. Right. Yeah. So that is a hard question to answer. Like, cause there's really no perfect way to easy way or yeah or an easy way to get somebody to understand that not all christians are hypocritical unless i mean it, time time is a huge thing here because say a person says that to you those who are listening who are christians true christians at that for somebody to say well you're being you're a hypocrite because you go to church and you know i've heard about all the stories blah 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 they would have to take the time and you would have to take the time to get to know them and why they really view it like that. And they would have to, to take the time to get to know you to know why you are really like that or to know because it's all falls back to, well, why do we do it? Well, why do we do anything that we're passionate about? Because we're passionate about it for, for a Christian to follow their will uh, for God, uh, to study the Bible, to do all these things, they have to be passionate about it. You can't, like, for me personally, and I'm going to talk about me a lot because I'm the only person that, you know, that I know that has had these struggles. And I'm sure everybody else has, but from my own experiences, when I would try to force myself to read, I got nothing out of it. When I would try to force myself to pray, there was nothing out of it. There was no connection. But when I willingly sat down, prayed about it, started doing it it makes all the difference so yeah, definitely yeah you have to take the time and you have to do, genuinely pray for these people or there will be no significant outcome ever you can't just force it on them i think you hit the nail right on the head right there is that 
the best way to even begin to change their mindset. I mean, I, I kind of just now came up with that. You've said it. You said it yourself. I mean, it's it's the best way, the simplest way, and probably oh no, it, it not probably it is the most effective way because only the spirit and God can take heart and soften their heart right. to view the church as not full of hypocrites and corrupt. Right. Yep. Can do, but I mean, by th- showing Christ through us, we can. Yeah, that sure is going to help. I mean, it's definitely yeah. not going to hurt. Definitely. And speaking of that, showing Christ through us, because the first reaction when I heard, well, I don't. Here, actually, I'm going to go into the instance that I had when this happened. So I was with some friends at a cookout. I love them to death. I've grown up with them. I love them. They're some of the best friends I have. Well, I'm not going to say that, but they're some of the greatest friends I have. Well, that's kind of the same thing. Anyway, um, we were talking, and we got on the topic of church because at this point I was... You know, I had just, God told me, like, hey, you need, you, it's time for you to go to school. You need to learn a lot more about this than you're learning. So I was like, okay. So I had told them, you know, I, I applied to HBU. They were asking me what I was doing, what I was doing and why I was doing it. I told them, I feel called to do this. I want to be an evangelist. I want to be a preacher. Um, I, I want to spread the word, basically what it boils down to. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, and then they started trying to tell me why they don't go to church. I noticed I said why they don't go to church. And one of them, um, he said, the church, I don't go to church because the church is corrupt. I was like, okay. Uh, another one said, um, I don't go because, um, you know, if they can't, like, the, he, he brought up the instance of a, a homeless man trying to get the bus. Nobody would give him money. So he gave him a couple dollars, which is good. And that's good that he did that. And... He had said, I can give him a couple dollars, but somebody going to church can't. He said, well, what's up with that? And I said, okay. And another, the other one said, um, I don't, I'm not a good person because I'm a Christian. I'm a good person because I'm a good person. I was like, okay. Um, I didn't say anything. You know, I didn't want to start an argument. I love them to death. And sometimes right. believing in this, you have to know when not to say anything just as much as you have to know when yeah. to say things. So, you know, just in that instance right there, and the first one really shocked me. Because he had said, I don't go because the church is corrupt. And I didn't say this then. I said it a couple days later. But I, when, I, when I saw him again, I said, do you really think the church is corrupt? And he was like, yeah. And I said, is it the church or is it the people? And he was like, oh, well, it's the people. That's what I meant. And I was like, well, you could admit that, but that's not what you said. And there's all these different reasons why the church is quote-unquote corrupt or or people not telling God's word as he intended. Well, if you're going to close yourself off to that, to somebody that is a true Christian, that is preaching the word correctly, then you have already made your mind up about it. There's no there's right. no room for us. And, of course, God can do anything. He's all-powerful. But it seems to me that people who already have their minds set about this without even willingly getting to know a Christian are getting to know what the church is about or why we go to it, then they've already made their mind up 
and it's it's almost unchangeable unless they see for themselves and like we said before that takes time and prayer and and ultimately god's work because we can't change anybody only god can change people uh, I, I definitely agree like for people to say that the church is corrupt i mean don't get me wrong there are definitely some and corrupt people and there's always going to be corrupt people inside of the church just like i said earlier there's always wolves and sheep sheep's clothing inside of the church and so but to say that the church as a whole is corrupt is um it's just a a preconceived conception that yeah. is that's false i mean right. I, I, of course of joel olstein again for example will give you that notion that it is corrupt because he's kind of corrupted it in his at least mm-hmm. and and his <laughs> He's definitely tainted the waters for Christians as a whole, but to say as, as the church as a whole is corrupt is, is just false. I mean, Jesus himself set set up this model, yeah, and it's the the system is not corrupt. Be corrupt, and to some degree, and and in some churches are corrupt, but mm-hmm. as a whole, as a big, definitely definitely not corrupt. Right. Um... On. I have an article to look up, and uh, it is crazy. I don't know if you, you might have heard it because it was a pretty big thing. Oh my goodness! Oh, it was a televangelist. Okay, so um, okay, so this is listen. Just listen to this. I don't know if you've heard it. You might have. I found out about it when I was at my parents this weekend. This, it says, Louisiana televangelist Jesse Duplantis uh, wants donations to purchase a $54 million private jet so he can spread the gospel yep. around the world. Yeah, spread the gospel. Yeah, well, if it's a good cause, then I'm for it. No, that is, that is hypocritical in itself, and it's so it makes me so mad that he would dare put to spread the gospel around. Like, dude, if you, like that, no, 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 no. You got it all wrong. This is an old, this is an old man. He's an old preacher, so he should have to know the word and how it works and what. He knows better. Yeah, he knows better than to go out and ask for people's money so he can buy a jet. And if people are actually giving him this money, that sounds like more of a, a, a money situation. Of course, he's a televangelist, and there's not many televangelists out there that are honest. But I, uh, my stepdad told me that, <clears throat> and I, I just looked it up. But that is hypocritical in itself, and yeah. for for him doing that, and for it to be as viral and as big as it is, people are going to view the Christians even more as hypocritical and just out for money and in you know it calls in the bible to tithe they're gonna associate that with every preacher uh saying um you know give or, or when when offering comes around to give money just so the the uh, pastor can buy something nice for himself and that is not how it, it yeah. is oh it's not it at all i mean if everybody thinks that what we're giving is so that the preacher can just be rich, then, I mean, that's that's wrong. I mean, to, for the majority of preachers, uh, my dad's a pastor, and so they're not rich whatsoever. 
Right. I mean, uh, probably pastors and youth pastors are some of the poorest people out there other than like school teachers. Yeah. And uh, it's, they put a bad rap again on stupid stuff like wanting to get a multi thousand million dollar jet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, why do you need a jet? Do you, I mean, come on. If, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and judge his intentions. Is if it truly is to spread the gospel, why do you need that expensive of a jet? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's wrong. Yeah. I mean, not, and then to think that every pre- preacher is just in it for the money is false. I mean, up growing up in a pastor's household, you, you don't have much. Right. What you do have is God's God has blessed you with. I mean, oh, definitely. even my wife's, uh, my father-in-law, he's a uh, he's an evangelist, and he says multiple times that we have all that we need. Yep. You don't get what you want, but God blesses you, and he gives you exactly what you need. You never go without, right. but you definitely don't have a jet or a swimming pool in your backyard, so. Right, exactly. And it's... <clears throat> for, you know, growing up in the same church as you did um you know i used to think and i used to honestly believe like why am i tithing why am i giving this money out you know it's a big chunk of change uh, when it's really not um you know, 10 percent yeah yeah why, why am i doing this where is this money going you know all of that stuff it's you know i really thought like you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to do it. When it's written that we are supposed to, I was willingly denying this, not even trying to get away from it, because I thought it was hypocritical myself. And, you know, I prayed about it for months and months and months and months, and God yeah. finally told me, like, you need to do it because it is written. I, I have told you to do this, and you're willingly ignoring it. You're willingly ignoring what I am saying. And I was like, well... You said enough. I'll start doing it, um, <clears throat> and it, it's just—it just blows my mind that preachers out there are really trying to take everybody's money to buy what they want, and then put the brand of well, "I'm spreading the gospel." No, I mean you might be, but that's not to me. That's not the intention of getting that seventy-four, fifty-four million dollar jet, like you said. If it's really to spread the gospel, why do you need a, that expensive of a jet? Why do you need a jet? Why do you need your own plane? There's there, there's planes to fly you places. You just pay for a ticket and you go. Like, yeah. Why do you need <laughs> exactly. that? Yeah, it's, it blows my mind. I mean, the money really goes to for a tithe and a, a fundamental, at least a fundamental Baptist church, is that it goes towards, I mean, obviously the pastor – and the pastor's family has got to eat. They've right. got to have a place to live. The youth pastor, if they have one, has got to eat. And their family's got to have a place to live. Yeah. That, it goes back to the community. I mean, it goes towards missionaries, evangelists, and people of the building. I mean, if the church is there for, if the church is there for the right reasons and the tithing is coming in faithful and they're giving, it's going out in the right way. And it's not going so that one person can get rich because, I mean, you got to survive. Mm-hmm. And is not a lot. I mean, and the Bible, that's that's like the bare minimum. 
Right. If we really want to follow the Bible, it actually tells tells us to give the pastors a double portion, or a or a. I, I can't remember if that's the exact way that it says it, but it's supposed to be double what the average salary of your community is. Really? I mean, if you really want to get technical, it's that's not even how it is. I mean, some of these pastors are really just scraping by. Some of them have to get other jobs. Yeah. Stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So, and, and for me, uh, what else did I used to think that was totally wrong? It had to do with something. Oh, uh, faith promises to missionaries. And this wasn't too long ago either that I thought this. Like, because our church was telling us, you know, make a faith promise that you'll give X amount uh, a month or a paycheck to these missionaries. Um, and my initial thought, again, was I'm not going to do that. Like, why, do, why am I giving my money to these people? Like, again, where is it going? What are they doing with it? And... <clears throat> I don't even know, I don't, I don't know how, of course, I guess, if I don't know where it came from, it obviously came from God, but I just had the thought one day, they're out of the country, they're doing this, this is their life, there is no other way of income other than what the church, which is you, you're offering, is giving to these people, so how are they supposed to continue on if you're not willing to? To give a little bit of your money with a full-time job, 40 hours a week, <clears throat> to these people to live on. And I, I was really yep. sitting there thinking, like, you know, I should probably make a couple of faith promises. Because these people need this money to continue spreading the word in even the remote places. And it really it just had me thinking. And I think I'm going to start doing faith promises because they need it. I definitely agree. Oh, I found the verse. Um, <clears throat> it's First Timothy uh, five seventeen. It says, "Let the elders that rule well, which is the pastors, double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine." You really want to be technical? They should be getting much more than what they probably are getting. That's but, crazy. I mean, that's a that's a whole different story. And I, I can't. I mean, there's not really too much more to say. I mean, they've really just kind of tainted the waters for Christians as a whole. I mean, because most, most pastors around are scraping. And Christians, evangelists, missionaries, I mean, with the faith promise, I know some churches do it to evangelists, too, that are always traveling. Mm-hmm. And well, it's one of the best ways to set up. My, the church I serve at now uh, doesn't do uh, the same faith promise. But, I mean, you got to be willing to this is these guys' jobs and going mm-hmm. to churches and campaigning to uh, for support is the only way that they get support to go and further the gospel. Mm-hmm. I mean, to fulfill the great commission, <clears throat> right? The money is going to go. It's not going towards the pastor. That's for sure. Literally at the Baptist are actually the most given, uh, of Christian or branch of Christianity that gives so much money to missions. Every cent that you give, the missionary gets. It's uh, I know some entity. I can't remember the name of them, so I'm not even gonna throw one out there. They uh, they do like maybe fifty fifty or seventy twenty. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, like the church will get twenty percent, and then the rest, the seven, the 
the rest 80 percent i said 70 20 but that doesn't even add up the <laughs> 70 <laughs> 70 80 20 80 so like 20 percent will go to the church and the rest will go to the the missionary and that's that's wrong but when this um you give goes to the missionary and that's makes us very unique and that's where your money is going if you dedicate that money that's exactly where that money is going that's crazy i didn't know that either i'm even learning no worry about that but yeah so the basis around what we just talked about tithing and giving to missionaries and evangelists and stuff um is basically coming around the thought of hypocrisy because I used to think that way. And, well, I'm giving my money to them and they're probably going out, spending it on themselves. Just because of one man or whoever is preaching that it has these huge churches is doing that with themselves does not make it the same for the rest of the preachers or evangelists or anybody preaching the word. Because tithing is... Or not tithing, but you know what we just talked about is for them. It's for it's all for them. It's for them to make it keep running. It's not for them to spend it on themselves. It's to make it the establishment keep going. Because without money, in today's world, it's not going to happen. Unless, of course, we're going out on the street preaching. But even then, they could try to find a way to tax it. I mean, if you want to hear even something crazier, is that all the churches I've been to. The pastors themselves tithe. Really? I believe that that's the right thing to do. Because God's cool. giving you that money. I mean, that's the whole point behind tithing. Is that God's giving you the money. The very least you can get back is 10%. Right. And so that's... Not even to himself. Because I bet... Crunch the numbers. But, I mean, the pastor's not getting the majority of the money that comes into the church. Right. I mean, it's going out. I know our church that I serve at now serves, I mean, uh, we taken on support. I think 41 missionaries is how many missionaries we support. And so I know that the majority of the money is not going to the pastor. And then the pastor himself tithes. So that for what it's worth, I mean, the, the pastor's even given back. Right. That's crazy. I did not know that. See... Learn something new every single day when you're reading this, when you're doing this. And, I don't know. This is kind of off topic, but... A little bit. It still applies, though. I definitely think it applies. Oh, yeah, more than definitely. Um, What I was going to say... The best way... uh, Oh, no, go ahead. um, Doing these podcasts... And this is kind of stuff we talk about off, not recording, but I'm going to do it anyway doing these podcasts and trying to stay in the word because honestly in the past week uh, I've kind of been out of it because I mean a friend of mine or Chris and I we lead a Bible study and I haven't I've read some of what we're reading but I haven't read all of it but just doing this podcast and that keeps me so focused on this and you know, I've never, it's almost like an accountability thing. And when I said off topic, you know, it's the, this is really off topic. But it's so good to know that even if it's a small thing, we're still doing something for Christ. 
getting the word out there, whether it's through this, whether it's through Bible studies, whether it's through just talking to one person. To me, it makes that much of a difference. Like, if somebody... Well, no, I can't say that because I had people. But... <clears throat> well, I'm not even going to go into that then. But just doing this keeps me so focused into the word. And, like, I learn... I said, I learn something new every day. That's how it is. And that's how it can be for anybody listening. If you stay in the word, not even what we're just talking about, but do your own research not even on this topic, but about anything, and always look in the scripture, because you will learn things every single day, no doubt in my mind, I promise you will, and it just, it blows my mind when I, because I, sometimes I read, and I think, oh, I'm not going to get anything out of it, or, or there's really no point in reading, because I've read this chapter, or this verse before, and I'm not going to get anything else out of it, well, every time I read it personally, read something out like we're in Ephesians 3 right now and I've read the first six or seven verses so over and over again because I just restart when I go back and I read it and I learn and and notice different things every time I read it and I know that if whoever is listening <clears throat> does the same thing not in Ephesians and not in any specific book but just reads throughout the Bible on a consistent basis you will learn so many different things and it's just crazy it's crazy it blows my mind I wanted to, I wanted that to say that changes you yeah it changes you <laughs> I want to add that uh, even if we don't get big and end up even making money off of this at all but if, if one person is able to benefit from what we do here, then it's all worth worth it for me. I don't even care about doing this for the money, like anything. We're taking we're carving time out of our day that so we can basically chat for others, right. and I, that's that's what it really matters to me. Mm-hmm. Somebody else can benefit from this. Yep, 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 yep. Because if well, no, I actually, I will say this. If there was more people when we were younger, I mean, we're still young, technically, but in throughout high school, um, mainly the last two years of high school, if there was somebody our age doing this, it would have stopped me personally from doing a lot of the stuff that I had done. Because it's just, it has to be taught from a serious point of view because if it's not serious when it's taught it's not going to be serious when it's taken and like we had a good we had a great youth minister your dad is an amazing pastor but for somebody to be um or if somebody were there saying um, or, or preaching or talking or teaching like they are or like we are to them if somebody were to say that to me a couple years ago there would have been so many things that I would have tried to do, tried to do differently yeah it all kind of boils down to accountability right I, yeah. I definitely agree if we would have had something back in the day I mean I for one had a I, I at least for one stayed committed through high school, but I know it it was not easy. And some at some time I, sometimes I really wanted to. And uh, but if we'd have had something just to keep us accountable, it would have just made it so much easier. 
Right, yeah. Easier to follow yeah. and all of that good stuff. Um, I don't know. And I think people or Christians are that are going through times or trials, especially when they're younger, um, if there's somebody, like, for instance, you were there for me when I was going through all that stuff. Like, you helped me through a lot of stuff, even when you didn't think you were, even when, because there was a time where you and I didn't talk a lot, it was when I was doing the party thing. Um, Went off to college separate ways, you know? Yeah, we, you know, we, we pretty much separated, but even then, when we, we started talking again, just that, just talking as friends, just put, it almost like slapped the Holy Spirit in the side of my head, and I was, it just made me think like, well, I'm called to do this. So I need to do it. I need to get out of everything and I just need to start pursuing this because nothing else is more important than this right here. But accountability is a huge thing for Christians. It's it's a bit off topic, but I mean, it's still I still think it applies that I mean, for Christians, if you don't want to be viewed as a hypocrite, then put blockers in so that you don't be hypocritical. Right, yeah. Simple enough. Like like you with the party thing. If you don't want to look hypocritical, then you can't go to the party. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it is, I mean, it's simple. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's kind of a simple fix. It's yeah. easier said than done. Yeah. You don't want to be viewed as a hypocrite. You can't go. Yeah. I mean, yep. just yep. kind of summing it all up. I mean, for people outside looking in, I mean, if, if you're listening, then... I mean, you, you got to soften up a little bit. Like, you got to go to go to church with an open mind, mm-hmm. and it, it's going to change you. Yep, it definitely will. Cause it, it will what it God, really is there for. Yeah, God did that for me. You know, God can, can and will do the same for you. You just have to go in willing to learn, not with something in the back of your head. You have to go in and just say, all right, here I am. What do you want me to learn? Or what do you want to show me or teach me or anything? And then he, as soon as those that happens, bam, 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 you will start learning all kinds of things. And it's amazing. It is amazing. You don't even have to go in with the mindset of, I'm coming here to change myself. Yeah. You could just go into the mindset of, I'm coming here just to learn something new, you know, something about Christianity, uh, whether it'll apply and I'll do something with it. It doesn't matter. Just go in to learn. I mean, mm-hmm. For learning, even if it doesn't really apply to me directly, I'd like to. I like to learn. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You are exactly right. Um. Well, we did a pretty good one. It actually went a lot faster than I thought it was. Hi. Um. So, again, thank you everybody for the support you've been giving us. We enjoy making these. We enjoy talking we talk almost every single day we enjoy coming up with ways to to talk to you guys and uh, keep listening because we will keep posting whether you're listening or not yeah and if uh if you do have any suggestions for a topic or something you want to hear definitely uh hit one of us up because we'd like to hear it we'd like to we'll like the feedback we like the constructive criticism we like judgment no, i'm kidding <laughs> Yeah, if you have any topics that. that you want to hear perfectly, I mean, or uh, specifically, we'll try and fit it in. Oh yeah, we're, we're all up for it. We got a whole list of topics we'd love to add more. 
Yeah. And you can message us on Facebook or on our Instagram profile, and uh, we'll go over it, and we'll probably end up doing it because it's probably a good topic. So, again, thank you guys. I'm Jared. Uh, Keep listening to Christian Insight. (laughs) It didn't catch your name. Oh, gosh. Uh, Eh, Whatever. All right, you know who we are. Uh, Thanks. Y'all have a good one.